Roger. Yeah, I think it's pulling the wrong one. I'm just, okay, I'm ready to pull it down now. There was still a little bit uh, left in the... Okay, don't hold it quite so tight. Okay. Yeah, what? Hi, welcome to the podcast. This is how it's going to start. Everybody, welcome here. Step on in. You got a friend in this house. Hey, welcome everybody to the big old house, okay? Step up inside, grab a chair. It could be any chair. We got a lot of chairs here. We got miscellaneous chairs. They're mismatched. It's fun. It's funky like that, okay? It's a place where the chairs, they've been, they've been mismatched before that was a style, okay? We got an old chair that came from a school, but it's big enough for a non-kid, okay? We've got some folding chairs, but we don't want that. We want like a cool, funky, unique chair, okay? This is it. Welcome to Live to Tape, also known as Live to Tap, also known as uh, Jimmy Jackson's Smash Boat Cousins uh, Connection, hosted by me, Johnny Pemberton, also known as Kevin Tipcorn, also known as Jimmy Jackson, also known as um, Bill Bandit. <laughs> Bill Bandit, the old bucket boy who bangs his tin bucket whenever he sees a cat, and he'll, he's going to let you know because there's cats on the crawl. These are daytime cats, everybody. These are daytime morning cats. Welcome to it. We have a great episode for you here today. It's real special. It's real fun. It's real cool. It's real slick. It's real nice. Uh, this is the Executive Buffet. It's being piloted on the back of Daddy's Big Red It's my dad, we go everywhere and check out the animals We drive on the field and it's really bumpy and fun And everyone's there and they've got a drink that's in a cup So it's really good It could be juice, it could be wine it's Okay, <laughs> okay everybody Thanks for being here Please rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast if you can Because if you do And if you do And if you do you will uh you get a bonus check us out on patreon it's uh it's uh patreon i think i just overloaded my goddamn machine uh it's patreon.com slash live to tape that's patreon.com slash live to tape we've got all sorts of extra goodies there and uh, merch access when merch is available it is a lot of it's exclusive to that uh patreon and uh, also, I should let you know, I've got a bunch of shows coming up next weekend, or maybe this weekend, uh, the 13th of June. You can see me in Portland, Oregon at Helium with Barry Rothbart. We're co-headlining a show there. The next day will be in Arcata, Arcata California, which is kind of by Eureka. 
at the uh, Savage Henry Comedy Club. Uh, Barry, it's going to be Barry and I once again. That's the 14th of June. What else I got here for you? Moving into July. I've got a nice little tour lined up with my dear, hilarious friend, Amy Miller. Uh, our first show is in Alameda at the Alameda Comedy Club on July 15th. Then we'll be in uh, San Francisco at uh, Gasser Garden on the 18th. That's, all, that's in San Francisco, July 18th. July 19th, Santa Cruz at the Greater Purpose Brewing. July 23rd and 24th, we'll be in Portland at the Siren Theater. That's two nights. Then in uh, Seattle, we'll be there July 25th. We're doing two shows in Seattle at Laughs Comedy Club, July 25th. July 27th, we'll be in Las Vegas at Artifice. July 29th, Bisbee, Arizona at Chuckleheads. And then July 30th in Tucson. Good old Tucson at Bumsteads. If you missed any of those, that's okay. Just go to johnnypemberton.dog. That's right, johnnypemberton.dog. I have all the dates, including all the ticket links for all those shows. I'll tell you the cities again real quick, because that's how people work. Everyone's like, What's, what city? What city is it? The cities are Alameda, San Francisco, Santa Cruz, Portland, Seattle, Vegas, Bisbee, and Tucson. If you live anywhere near any of those places, you got to come. You're obligated. You have to come out. You know you do. Because if you don't, then you will have not come out and, well, you'll have wasted. You have wasted an opportunity to experience something truly great. And one more thing, if you want to reach out and touch the podcast, it's live to tape podcast at gmail.com. That's live to tape podcast at gmail.com. Without any more other things being said, let's let's kick it to the top of the boot. This guy who's coming gonna be on here now on this podcast is an old friend of mine. I've had his number in my phone for such a long time that it's not his normal name. I have it saved under a funny, weird thing back when I used to do that, and now I can't do that because I get confused. That's who this guy is, okay? If that makes any sense whatsoever. The man's name is John Doerr. He's a hilarious comedian. One of, I mean, just truly one of the my favorite comedians that, that exists. One of the best. Here he is. Me, him, the man name being... John Dory. It's John Dory. It's John. It's just outstanding. He's got plants in the background. Look at that. The 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 sun is shining in. Can you hear me? Okay. I hear you great. How do you hear me? Do you hear me okay? I hear you great, but I just realized my microphone's a little bit far away. Let me just pull a little bit closer here. Oh, okay, yeah. Get it go. in. Get that grit. Get, <laughs> get that grit, man. Get that yeah. salt and pepper in there. You want that salt and pepper. And I got a seven-year-old around here, by the way, just so you know. Uh, didn't okay. quite work out the way I thought it was going to work out. So, what, you mean uh, having a kid or something else? <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's not my kid. I know, but it's... But I do know, love this child. Um, if no, the kid is around, it's your kid, technically, kind of, right? I You're, mean, it's you like... You know what? Yeah, I'm learning that. People are telling me that, and I'm starting to believe it. It's my kid right now, too, kind of. But I'll be honest. I, I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to change my mind. I'm allowed, I'm, allowed, I'm allowed to go. 
Yeah. I mean, if you voted for Trump, it's okay. You just have to like <laughs> think about it and move forward and realize, oh, maybe it was not the best thing. Maybe I was voting from an emotional place and not from a place of I sense. Can't, I can't legally vote in the United States of America. Isn't that know. nice though? Or is but I did not... vote for Trump. Oh, really? Somehow. Yeah. It got in there. It snuck in there. I'm not allowed to. A lot of well, people you know. are pursuing that, but a lot of Canadians voted for Trump and they're not allowed to. <laughs> yeah, I always love hearing about how conservative Canadians are. There's a lot of super conservative Canadians, but in America, we all think they're all like, you know, super public radio and all that super nice. But there's a lot of like heavy duty conservatives. They just don't seem like it because they don't have southern accents. I suppose, although the accent in rural Canada is very interesting. I actually so do it, love it. What's it sound like? Well, it's different regionally, depending where you go, but there is a lot of, uh, oh, lazy kind of Norm Macdonald chat, you know, like that <laughs> yeah. kind of uh, rural Ottawa Valley where I'm from. Okay. So you'll hear, oh, how's it going? How's she going there, bud? That's more East. That's more Newfoundland Maritimes. Newfoundland Maritimes. It's almost an, it's almost like it's Irish or something. It feels a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have we started or are we? Yeah, just... we started. I guess we started. Oh no! Yeah. Oh Why? no! Why? Okay, I just didn't think we did. That's fine. I well, have nothing I mean, to hide. That's how it works. I, I, we'll, we'll have, uh, we'll have started at some point back there. Okay. I will make a decision. And I'll check with you about what you think about that starting time. But I think that will be what we will have started. I just what about this part? Is this yeah. this is this isn't bad? This is great. Actually, this is really good. That's why I start right away because I'm like you start. You talk about a bunch of stuff and they say, okay, let's start recording. And you have all that really good juicy stuff. That's the appetizer, yeah. you know? That's like when you get to see the steak before you eat it. You don't want to yeah. eat a steak with a blindfold on. No. Oh, yeah. I mean, it'd be interesting. That would be a great podcast, a video podcast we should do. It's called In blindfold the Dark. Steak eating. In the, in the Dark. Yeah. In the Dark with J&J. &J. I love it. I love it. And it's Johnny Pemberton. I'm I guess so. Right, huh? Well, I Johnny? think it's kind it's of It's Johnny. It's Johnny. Yeah. Johnny Pemberton. Pemberton. Johnny Pemberton. One thing's for certain, we've got Johnny Pem Burton here on the on CBC. In the dark. Oh, yeah. So the CBC. Yeah, I guess so. There is this idea. And I'd, I'd imagine for the most part, I think Canadians would leave. Their idea of conservative would probably be a little less conservative than hardcore conservative, conservative Americans. But um, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it definitely exists, but it doesn't mm -hmm. shine like the way it does in the United States. Maybe it's not re represented the same way. You're drinking coffee. I'm drinking tea. What's going on on my screen here? Something keeps happening in the background. Oh, it's the Zoom put an ad up. That's weird. Are you serious? Okay. An ad. It says uh, crystal clear audio, even if the lingo isn't. Zoom phone powering wow. modern business communications. Learn more. Maybe I got to upgrade my Zoom. I got someone in the background sneaking in. <laughs> I'm just going to bookmark that. Oh, no. Do I really? Oh, Emma. Well. <laughs> Too bad, too late. What do you think you're doing? She's here. Okay, okay come here. We got to deal with this real quick. Okay. No. Well, then uh -oh. why are you here? What do you mean no? You I want know attention, it. but you don't want attention. That's a classic conundrum. I felt that way you, for about ten years. We had a bit of. Oh my goodness. We had a bit of a thing yesterday. Right. And then today, knowing that Emma's going to be with me, I said, mm -hmm. "Look, it. I have to talk to Johnny Pemberton." And mm -hmm. I explained who you were, and she was wowed. She's like. She's like, okay, I have to give you the time to speak with the great Johnny Pemberton. And I was, I put a movie on for her. Mm -hmm. I said, here's the plan. I just need about an hour, hour and a half. And she got it. And then the second I started talking to the great Johnny Pemberton, you want to show Johnny your new safe? 
Oh, do you have a safe? Finally, they're making safes for kids. Thank God. Yeah, yeah. Trust me. And this is the I saw I saw it as a problem. Emma, was the safe a problem yesterday? Did the safe become a bit of a problem? Yeah. Was there a lie involved with the safe? You want to see some parenting here? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> what's in there? A rat? It's like a stuffed rat. What's in there? Johnny wants to know what's in there. Is there a rat in there? No. What's in there? She can't hear you. Here, talk to Johnny. What's in there? Hi, Emma. What's in your safe? Uh, it's a bunny. It's a bunny. Okay. Why is a bunny in a safe? Shouldn't it be outside the safe? No, it's a stuffed animal. Right, but it's still a bunny. Does it play CDs? Okay. And it's unlocked. The bunny's out. Amazing. You know how you got to keep your bunnies in a safe, right? Yeah, so you got to keep them in the safe. Otherwise I, take, I take all your stuffed animals at night and I put them in the microwave for, and give them a spin, don't I? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> I, need to, I need to work for a bit. So you're going to go watch your movie, right? What we movie, talked about though? this yesterday. Well, she, what movie are you going to watch? Uncle Buck. <laughs> well, she, I tried to, we tried to show her the, uh, the Goonies. Uh, she didn't like it. We went yeah. to a drive-in. She went to the, a drive-in and she hid in the back seat. And then I tried to show her E.T., and mm -hmm. I forgot that E.T. is quite terrifying, uh, the first little bit of it. Yeah, it's quite it sad, be. but she ran and hid for that one as well. So why don't you go watch something nice and safe, all right? Nice I and do, safe. I got to do my work. Yeah, something that won't make you hide and run away. No aliens, okay? Nice like and that. safe. What, what's you live in Alaska right now? Yeah, I live in Alaska. I moved up to Alaska. When? Uh, about a year and a half ago. Wow, Two years so ago. that was at the beginning of the pandemic or before that? Before. Yeah, so you just up. happened to just happen to do the most perfect thing? Well, one we could go. argue. I could argue against. Here we right? go. <laughs> Here we go. Well, I was living in Los Angeles, um, mm -hmm. where you still reside. Yeah. And I uh, living in West Hollywood mm -hmm. with uh, a bunch of degenerate friends. And I use that term with great affection. By degenerate, you mean other Canadians? Um, not a lot of Canadians. Okay. No, mostly a couple Philly boys and... Okay. Uh, you know, hanging out at the bar Monday to Wednesday when we're not when I'm not traveling doing stand up right. and getting up to no good, basically, you know, drinking 30 beers a day and watching sports, that kind of thing. <laughs> and everything was wonderful, as you know. Yeah. Um, and then I met a human woman. Um, that's my criteria. Yeah. And I moved up to Alaska because I met her when I was doing shows in Fairbanks. And so oh. uh, she, her work keeps her here. She has a daughter here in school. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, I travel for work mostly. I can get back to L.A. and do auditions. Uh, so I'll move up to Alaska. And then the pandemic hit. Wow. And uh, yeah, one might imagine, you know, a, a few months of hiking around and enjoying, you know, some freedom to move was great. But then it's like, oh, no, get me out of here. There's nothing to do here. Yeah, I think that's sort of the way it was with everyone. I don't think there's a place in the world that was enjoyable during the pandemic, except for maybe Miami. That's because they didn't have yeah. a pandemic there. It was just like, oh, it doesn't exist. Like, what? No, nah, that's fine. Now, I've heard this. Yeah. <laughs> Did they ever institute masks in uh, Miami? I don't know. I think South Beach doesn't have... They're so concerned about going to the club and uh, right. shooting people that there's nothing else <laughs> matters. So it's sort of like... I... Um, it's just doesn't. That's what I've heard from a friend who's from Miami. He was like, it just didn't happen there. Right. So it's like he was saying how there's been like this collective thing that's happened in the world where some people have been traumatized by the experience with COVID and others haven't at all. And how it's this weird thing now. We're coming back together and some people are like, 
you know, just everything's great. And so I, some people are like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm in a place with other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. And I, I, I mean, I was very, very careful early on. Um, yeah. Not that I'm not careful now, but, you know, we got our the our, our jabs. Mm-hmm. We're open to uh, we're open to everyone above 16 very early on. Right. And that makes so sense. I, so I've been vaccinated and feeling a little more comfortable that way, but also, you know, being careful about wearing masks indoors. Uh, but yeah, you do run into some people who are, yeah, never heard of masks or didn't wear masks at all. Um, and they run the whole spectrum. And, and, and in a weird way, I'm like, okay, fine. I kind of get it. It is this kind of, <laughs> this uh, virus that affects some people worse than others. Mm-hmm. Young people seem to be a little more resilient. Um, some people know people who have died. Um, you yeah. know, it's this, it's this crazy thing. So I, I mean, we, we're just going to have to accept the fact ultimately that, yeah, some people are never going to play, play along. Yeah. It took me a while to realize that where it's also, it takes so much energy to be, to be, to care about what someone else is doing that you can't do anything about. It's so much thing. Yeah. It's so much energy in so many aspects of life, but this in particular, I mean, we, the best we have to hope for is yeah. Rewarding people with fast food and free flights or air miles to get their vaccine. Um, But then there's some people that I think have legitimate concerns about getting the vaccine Mm -hmm. Um, and whether they're rational or not, they definitely truly believe, and these aren't conspiracy theory nuts, just, you know, worried about a vaccine. Yeah. So I don't know. I think, yeah, we just have to hope that most people get vaccinated. But so how isolated is it there in Alaska then? Well, I'm in Juneau. So have you been to Alaska? I haven't. No. Okay. So there's Anchorage and Fairbanks, which are the bigger, the two bigger cities, Anchorage being the biggest. Which one is the furthest south? Uh, Juneau. Okay. So you're in the furthest south. It's the capital too, right? Correct. Yes. Juneau's the capital. So it's about population 32,000. That's it? Yeah. In Juneau? Yeah. It's like 10, 9, 11s. God, I didn't know it was that small. Yeah, it's That's super so small. small. Well, it's a uh, it's not an island technically, but uh, you can't you can only fly in or ferry into Juneau as well. So it feels really isolated. And Sounds small. like an island to me. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> not technically in that it's connected by a, a uh, like it's connected to land, but it's an ice field that you can't cross. Oh, an so ice you're techni- field. So not technically an island, but yeah, you know, an ice field. Yeah. Oh yeah, so, an ice field. Yeah, we know we know those, and so. Um, yeah, you uh, you got to fly in or ferry in, and there's basically one road that goes out the road and back down wow. the road, and that's pretty much it. Little downtown, and it is in a rainforest. So what it do you mean is, it's in a rainforest? Uh, well, I'll just say it this way: it's in a rainforest. It's in like a maritime environment. Uh, it's a rainforest. Yes, it's a uh, well. When you think rainforest, do you, are you thinking like uh, Amazon? Um, well, yeah. I mean, should I not think about the Amazon or think about the rainforest? No, no, you shouldn't. That okay. is also a rainforest. Okay. Yes. Um, but no, it's in a uh, a rainforest in uh, the Pacific. Well, yeah, off the Pacific in uh, in uh, in Alaska. So we're southeast Alaska. We get rain wow. and, uh, and 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 uh, cloud pretty much every day of the year. But no snow. Um, we get snow. It kind of lasts for three or four days, and then you know it'll oh, get. Wow. Yeah, wet and moist again, and it will leave and then come back. So yeah, we'll get some snow, but yeah, it's not it's it's not like a deep freeze like uh, Minneapolis, which you're familiar with. Yeah, I'm very familiar with the Minnesota, the deep freeze, like the the just the heinous, unbreakable, yeah. just <sighs> yeah, but shuts you down. Yeah, you guys have. I think it's considered to be a maritime environment where it's your environment is regulated by your proximity to the ocean. 
Perhaps. That's why it doesn't get super cold. Yeah, maritime environments. Yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that term floated around here. Okay. But uh, I think if I may Google momentarily, uh, it a could maritime. be a maritime. I want to Google maritime environment, but it's definitely in a rainforest. Let's just That's look crazy. it up. That's crazy. I didn't know that. Yeah, um, but perhaps they use the phrase maritime environment as well. But you're much more, you're, you're better educated than I am. So I wouldn't I know. I just all. like, I'm interested in that stuff a lot because it has to do with growing plants. I feel like a lot of times you can grow, there's a lot of stuff you can grow in those environments that you can't grow anyplace else in the world because they, they get so much water and they also don't get a lot of harsh rays of the sun. So you can grow That's like true. crazy stuff. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I don't know what those things would be, which is embarrassing to say as the grandson of a uh, botanist. Oh, really? Yeah, fact. I don't throw that around. I wouldn't lie about wow. that. I mean, it yeah. sounds it sounds just boring enough to be true. But it's not boring <laughs> enough to be untrue. It's like that perfect, the perfect. Uh, it's that intersection of things where it it would be a good lie that people yeah. couldn't crack. Um, it's another good lie I like to bring up uh, when things get quiet in conversation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's fun to mention this and feel free to use it. And your listeners feel free to use this one as well. Uh, I like to say, did you know that we're genetically programmed uh, to be quiet every seven minutes uh, to check for predators? <laughs> that and that's sounds a good one so too. true. It's a good one. And I'm basically, uh, I've, I've now decided that is true. It kind of makes be. sense. It may be. It has to be true. Okay, Alaska. Uh, coastal temperate rainforests are rare. So it's a coastal temperate rainforest. Hmm. They occur in only six places outside Alaska. The vast majority of Alaska's coastal temperate rainforests are old growth. Uh, it is not a maritime environment. Oh, wow. Fuck. So it's not what you said it was. Damn. Yeah. I was close. He even says. If yeah. the fact they had to say it's not means a lot of people are like, oh, it's a maritime environment. <laughs> Actually, it's not a maritime environment. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I want to know what a maritime environment is now. If that's not a maritime environment, I don't know what a maritime environment is. Well, you know what? Uh, we're genetically programmed to lie every few minutes. God. So, yeah. I think about that a lot lately. I've been thinking about that a lot this past pandemic is the idea of how many things are just people's uh, primitive mind and like the base of their skull reacting to stuff. Mm -hmm. There's so many things where it seems like, oh, that's just because someone, we're all just monkeys trying not to be monkeys there's so many things like like the whole like um well, this is my crazy conspiracy theory is that if you think about coronavirus as being something to tamp down world population or to cause some sort of a like a check like a check and balance system for human growth like the whole losing your smell thing what like a terrible thing to wreak on humans is losing your smell because that's like we, we, we use smell so much to orient ourselves, not just uh, not just like when, when we're eating, but also like it's such a thing like based in memory. You know, you smell something, you're like, oh, you think about instantly your you time travel back to that point. Yeah. And I, th I feel like that's like what like a cruel thing to do to take someone's smell away because uh, like, it would isolates them even further than they would already be isolated. Yeah. It, it takes away your your uh, fun memories. Yeah, you're taking you're, you're removing people's uh, nostalgia, uh, but that can also be a good thing. I agree, it can be a good thing, but I guess it's like to me, I think if you take away someone's ability to smell, you're also taking away their emotional memory, and that is like I think that's probably the most human thing that we have is having this. We have this emotional memory, and if you take that away, that's like if you already can't be around people and you can't smell as well, like how isolating is that? It's so fucking isolating. Yes, very, it it's makes... fast. Yeah, it's fascinating to think of. Now, did you did you get COVID? 
I didn't get it, no. Okay. Uh, I was determined my... not to get it. I was also, you know, you ever, I mean, I think most comedians are this way where if someone tells you not to do something, you're like, oh, I'm going to do that. Right. <laughs> I feel like, I was like, oh, I'm not going to get COVID. I refuse to get COVID. I just, I was like, yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, you stepped out of your comedy skin and listened to the science, the science community. Well, yeah. I kind of was like that stepping into my comedy skin being like, oh, COVID wants to get you. COVID like, COVID's like, the oh. Nut. oh, you're not going to laugh. I'm going to make you laugh. Oh, I see. <laughs> like, well, my. My girlfriend got COVID and lost her sense of smell, and uh, she talked how yeah, she talked about how frustrating it was, and then sense of taste as well. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, she had uh, she she missed those. Uh, she missed nostalgia. Uh, I'm going to talk to her about that. Actually, this is a great lie I can bring up to her now. Mm-hmm. Is talk to her. It's like I I spoke to a scientist today. What's your scientist? Are you? Yeah. What's your university degree? Um, university is with. Uh, I'm gonna say, let's just say, I'm trying to think of a good one. I'm, I'm gonna think of a good lie because I have Botany. an actual alma mater, but mm-hmm. alma mater, my alma mater is not super. It's Florida State University. You don't want to hear about a scientist from Florida State, even okay. though there were some great scientists there in the '70s. But um, I'm gonna say, let's just say Northwestern. Okay, Northwest. I was speaking yeah. to uh, Professor Pemberton, Pemberton, yeah. from uh, Northwestern University, and he mentioned that uh, people who contracted COVID and were unable to and lost their sense of smell uh, lose a connection with their past. And by the way, my girlfriend would absolutely go for this. Yes. I hope she doesn't listen to this. Yeah. Well, well, you can play this for her later to be like, "Hey, uh, remember that thing I said six years ago?" <laughs> yeah. She said, well, I can't trust you guys anyway. Well, you know what, though? I will record her reaction when I tell her, tell her that okay. and I'll send it to you. I'm not joking. This will happen. And I guarantee you there will be a, she will say, yeah, I can imagine that. That's absolutely true. I'll put so it on maybe. the podcast. You send it to me. I'll put it on here. I'll stitch it in right now. And here yeah. is Christina's response. Well, imagine not only being isolated, but, not but being you able also to smell my grandma. anything. Whatever that smell brings you oh, to. Oh, no, no, no. I thought, yeah, no, no. I was, right. when I when I called for services, I wasn't kidding. I said that I am like, yeah, no, I was going crazy. Yeah. That's what, yeah, but it was, Dr. Pemberton was, was talking about. But it was mostly like the smell of rotting meat 24 hours. Okay, I heard that as well. The smell that of rotting really meat. That was really bad. Dr. Pemberton like talks about that. Yeah, he talks about that in the study, but more importantly. You just have the same cadence when you tell jokes. So oh, I was really? like, yeah. So you don't believe what I'm saying? Yeah. Ooh! Wow, that's interesting. Told you. Really interesting. Did she also complain about having she smells weird, nasty stuff? I've heard. I was just visiting some friends in Minnesota, and they both got COVID. My these two friends of mine, and um, his his wife, she said that she now smells two smells randomly. She smells like a terrible, like a like a shit smell occasionally. Yes. She also smells lavender. Yeah. Okay. I I don't know about lavender, but right. uh, and I don't think she has that smell anymore. But things tasted like uh, rotten meat. Ugh. Like anything and everything would have this off-putting garbage smell of rotten meat, and that would be the worst. I mean, isn't that first insane? Of all, though. Yes, you've lost your nostalgia, and now all you smell is rotten meat. So now her new memories are related to rotten meat. So now the wonderful times we share together. Whenever she smells rotten meat, she'll think of me. This is so fucked up, man. Yeah, the more I think about it, since the more I think about it, do you believe in simulation theory? Uh, Tell me about simulation theory. Well, the idea that we're living in a simulation, a simulated reality. I I mean, as much as it's a fun thought experiment to have, but no, I don't. Okay. Well, uh, I mean, (laughs) the podcast is over. 
Okay, well, um, well, okay, yes. no, it's fun to think about, but do I sure. believe in it? Like, believe in it in in what sense and how well, deeply? I guess, and... Well, I don't know. Just the idea that um, there's so many things that happen that appear to be um, almost like an experiment or the kind of thing where you think about something happening as being so bizarre that it makes sense that it's there's an alternate reality. There's obviously mm-hmm. there's infinite alternate realities, and the one we are right now is there's stuff happens where this is just so bizarre that it seems like it's a um it's a function of a program um i mean i think it's interesting that yeah i i I think it makes sense for us to be able to think that way sure yeah Mm -hmm. but no i don't genuinely believe that we are living in a simulation or a program or we're the result of a program yeah Mm -hmm. i guess we won't really know for a long time yeah i don't think we will ever know (laughs) We might. I mean, because we'll advance well, enough okay, to so, where. Okay, we'll advance enough. So, so humankind will one day know. I thought you were mentioning you and I will one day know. Probably not. I don't think we'll know for sure. Uh, there's well, been a lot of things they've discovered that sort of point mm-hmm. to the fact that it's a simulation. But I think okay. Also, well, t- tell me, tell me about those things if you don't mind, and I don't want uh, to uh, bore your listeners that... here. But you're basically oh. educating the uneducated here, so be my sure. teacher. Sure. I think the only th- I don't know that much about it. I just know that. Uh, well, then tell found, me about it. Scientists found a bunch of hexadecimal programming inside of something biological. Hexadecimal is like a, yeah. it's like the second computer language. As binary was like the right. first thing, but hexadecimal is like a super, super early programming language for computers. They said they found evidence of it in a very, very uh, micro scale right. inside of some sort of a, a plant or something like that, something biological, something that was alive. And they... They attribute it to a possible simulation, but I, my, I think it's different though, because I come from like a, a different place where I think that, basically, it's not that that's that's evidence of a simulation. It's evidence that the computer programs that we have invented, we didn't really invent them because they nature itself is essentially a form of a program, and this is just it's almost like that that thing where humans have such a we have. I always get confused, hubris and humility, but we're so we're so proud and so we think we're so great that we invented stuff when actually it's been in the environment forever and it's a part of the code of the world, but we think it's a computer program that we created. I forgot to flush the toilet from earlier, eh? <laughs> do you mind if I go do that real quick? <laughs> Johnny, you're talking to a, a, a barely a high school graduate who then went on to study television broadcasting at Algonquin well, I did too. I, I barely graduated. I went to study on television broadcasting too. Well, that's I was so at, funny. I was man. at a community college. You were at a university. Yeah, university. You're a Seminole. State. Yeah, I'm a yeah. Seminole. I'm the the place that sold more kegs than any place in America for that year. <laughs> we don't we don't keep track of that stat in Canada. No, no. especially the Ottawa Valley. Okay, listen. Yeah, this yeah. is. This is interesting, but above my pay grade for sure. However, um, yeah, a lot of interesting conversation to have there, I think. But ultimately, what we're getting at is, is there a God? That's I think what I think that's kind of is what we're getting at, yeah. yeah well, it definitely is if we're talking about things that didn't exist first, or things we, talking about hubris and, did you say hubris and humility? Yeah, I always get them confused, but one of them means pride and one of them means the opposite. Yeah, hubris would be pride, correct? Okay, yeah, hubris. So we have and, so, humans have so much hubris yeah okay hubris <laughs> who was that hubris. 
<laughs> I don't know who that is exactly. He's good. I like him. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think, uh, I mean, it's a fun conversation to have. This sounds like a Duncan Trussell conversation, not a well, John Doerr well, conversation. Okay. Well, you know, Duncan and I are very close friends, so I think that's probably... Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Well, I do know that you guys are close. I'm just reminding you that this is the stuff you should bring up with Duncan. You want to okay. talk sports? Oh, actually, we'll let's talk sports. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm joking. I'm joking. No, we I would keep, like to talk can, sports. We can keep talking. Okay. I watched a bunch of hockey in Minnesota the other day. I watched the playoffs a bit. Watched the Wild get destroyed. Yeah, but they're a great team this year, and they got a shot tonight while we're recording this. What? What is it? It's. I thought it's three. It's a three and one or three and two now. Three two. Oh, what a 3 2 Vegas okay. Knights. Yeah, Vegas. Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, it is 3 2 Vegas. So, yeah, wow. it could be interesting. I mean, I'd have to look at the numbers again because the hexadecimal approach Shh. that I took to analyze. Yeah, it's 3 2. Now, I feel like I'm in summer camp again being made fun of. Oh, no. I'm making fun <laughs> of me. For yeah, hexadecimal. Okay, bro. Cool. <laughs> Johnny Hexamodecimal hex, over here. Yeah, Hexamodick. He's got I, a hexagon dick. Six-sided dick. Six-sided dick, Pemberton. I was making fun of me for not knowing I know. I'm and just, applying these. Well, uh, now I feel like I'm being made fun of. I'm being defensive, though. Let's See? take a moment and check for predators. Sabretooth. You could oh, actually okay. have predators where you are, right? I've seen a bear. No uh, way. What kind of bear? Several times. You're talking about a brown bear. Uh, yeah, who would have been a brown bear? Phil Hanley, you know, uh, the comedian Phil Hanley from New yeah. York, if you don't. Yeah, he's a wonderful human being, super funny, Canadian. And he, uh, Canadian, he came up, he was doing, he was opening for Nora Jones, who was performing in June. You mean Nora so. Jones, the singer? Yes, correct. Yes. Yeah, so She's she a brought, comedian open for him? For yeah. Her? Which is actually, it, it makes sense because it's a, it's a stripped down kind of acoustic unplugged version of a performance for the mtv unplugged is such a great yes. word man that's that's yeah. talking about nostalgia unplugged. yes it is oh my goodness but how great were those unplugs maybe oh, so, i'm thinking we do an unplugged version of this yeah how do we take to take away everything people love about this let's do uh, just an idea unplugged <laughs> If we un what if we take this electric there were luddites there were luddites <laughs> MPV Ooh, that's a big but word too luddite yeah i don't think i'm using it correctly either it's well, not just it's not it's yeah. not just take it no it's actual like overthrow any kind of technological innovation yeah. correct or yeah. or or uh anyway so, i'm speaking about things i have no business speaking about uh barely graduated high school i had to graduate through summer school and night school so I, I I took advantage of all the high school options that schools had to offer in the Ottawa area. Mm -hmm. um, so I like that about me. I definitely, I treated high school like a menu. <laughs> <laughs> Let me try this and then this. So for the appetizer, I'll go to day school. Anyway, so long story short or longer, Nora Jones comes up and performs and it makes sense because it's a smaller type uh, venue. So about mm -hmm. 500, 750 people. So yeah, to have like an intimate comedian perform, you don't want a band to come out and blast Nora Jones out of the water, mm -hmm. I don't think. So yeah, Phil would come out and perform and then Nora would go on and uh, she was spectacular and great. And it was like one of the beautiful, nice days of the summer that you get in Juneau. Um, so that was great. And so Phil, the next day, he's, he had to fly out that afternoon, but he's like, I want to see as much stuff as we can. So, uh, I took him for breakfast. Um, he's never had breakfast before. Oh my God. So took, yeah. Sausages or eggs or both. Uh, oh, here's the, th that was the thing. Uh, sausages, but guess, did he go link or patty? Oh, I think if you're in Alaska, you gotta go link. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, you're an honorary. You should just move up here, man. You, yes. you, of course, of course, it was Link. Yes. Yeah. So we had Link. Canadians are patties. 
He had over. Yeah, we are big dumb patties. Well, they double yeah. zero muffs, eh? That's yeah. Oh. Don't worry about that, eh? <laughs> yeah, so, put them on there. Keep yourself warm. Don't worry about it. So, anyways, eh? Um, Phil comes up here. We go for breakfast, and then I take him out to the glacier, which is receding rapidly. But we, I mean, no, you can't tell. Okay. Right? Yeah. Okay. What's next? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, everybody. Um, we got it. We got one of these guys in the podcast here. Okay. Yeah. All okay. right. All right, Greta. Sure. Okay. We got Greta. Sure. Greta from. Where is she from? Denmark? Greta Scandinavia. Oh, oh yeah. Scandinavia? Greta Thunberg. Somewhere. Well, what, where is she from? She's from Norway? a place where also? unpleasantness is the, uh, is the is a smile. Oh, unple- unpleasantness? Is, oh, so a frown is a smile? Yeah, a frown is a smile, wherever she's from. I oh, mean, God love her, but I would not want to hang out. Yeah, or and if not God, <laughs> then, you know, whatever program's being run. Oh, yeah. They deny God yeah. heavily over there. Uh, they do correct yeah. yes um uh yeah a large population of atheists yeah and they sicken me to the core sicken me like believe in something yeah at least like you know believe in universal health care sure but is that your god i don't think yeah. so <laughs> yeah ex- exactly mm-hmm. okay I- i'm getting disgusted even thinking about talking about that um so you should on the glacier that's may or may not be receding you know it's receding. I mean, we have photographic what evidence if I was to prove going that. Hard it's... line right now. I'm like, John, <laughs> yeah. John, we we don't know that. Okay, we don't know that humans caused this. Let me just t- mark this real quick so I can t- edit this real quick. <laughs> hey, I want to I want to be very clear with you here, though, Johnny Johnny yeah. Pemberton. Johnny Pemberton, yeah. I am not implying that human beings are the cause of global warming. Thank God. Okay, because we yeah. know that. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. But you can't deny the 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 Mendenhall Glacier in Juneau, it's Alaska, is receding. Okay, mm-hmm. we have we have photographic evidence to show that it is receding. Okay, totally. So, uh, yeah, but it's got nothing to do with humans. So anyway, so I take him up <laughs> to the glacier, and uh, he loves that. It's great. We walk around, and as we're leaving the grace, glacier, the whole time he's like, "I'd love to see a bear." And sure enough, we're driving out of the glacier. Boom, bear on the side of the road, mama with a couple of cubs. And uh, yeah, Phil gets to roll the window down. And so in the span, like in the, he wasn't even in Juno for 24 hours. And in that time, he was able to see, you know, the glacier, which is receding Mm -hmm. and, um, and a bear and have uh, sausage, sausage links and then hop on an airplane. Was it a grizzly bear? Uh, I can't remember. It was a brown bear. I don't know. It couldn't have been a grizzly. It's not a grizzly. Oh, why? Because there's no grizzlies there? No, there's grizzlies, but uh, this, this was definitely not a grizzly bear. Also, oh, it must probably a black bear then, right? It could have been a black bear. Um, to be honest, a lot I can't of black remember. Bears are, a lot of black bears are brown. Well, this is it. So it was brown in color, but mm-hmm. it's definitely not a grizzly. Yeah, because grizzlies Guaranteed. are very large, aren't they? Well, they can be, depending on their age, Johnny. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this... You guys want to go back and listen to my podcast with Wes Larson, grizzly expert. It's, oh, did uh, you have Wes on? Yeah, you know Wes? No. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know who he is, but I don't know him personally. Yeah, I had him on the podcast uh, about oh, a year cool. ago. Right on. Great guest. Great yeah. guest. Oh, I bet. That's an interesting... Yeah. Well, we should get into something that I know something about. Are you so... into animals? No. No, I have no business living up here, by the way. But you do like uh, animals because you know who Wes Larson is, so you must be interested in something. Well, like I don't animal. I don't dislike animals. Yeah. I think all animals are wonderful. Um, but most people don't think that. Don't think that animals are wonderful? They don't really, they wouldn't say that. I mean, this most people just sort of are like, oh, yeah, animals, yeah, they're good. But most okay, people well, don't know who this grizzly expert is because it wouldn't, 
you obviously look at his photos and stuff and are interested in them. Yeah, but no, no. But Wes has been on podcasts, and okay. uh, I mean, I'm, I, yeah. I mean, I've come across Wes, but again, I don't wouldn't call myself a. I don't specifically hunt down right. these animal lovers <laughs> and look out for them. I'm just saying. Uh, living in Alaska, you become, you know, somewhat aware of the connection between, you know, human mm -hmm. beings and uh, nature. They they really do cross over more so here than anywhere else I've ever lived. Or it's been yeah. more apparent to me. They cross over everywhere, obviously. But, um, you know, there's a certain respect that I think most of the community, but definitely not all, have towards, um, yeah. It's kind of half. Like, there were killer like, whales right out my window the other day. Killer serious? whales, orcas. Yes, I'll send you the video of that. God. Uh, orca, orcas in the Gastineau Channel right out my window here. Uh, so I ran out, had time to run out and take and take a video of the killer whales. So you'll see otters and killer whales. Um, and yeah, you know, there's a lot. Like the cruise industry is huge mm -hmm. uh, because they port and they dock here in Juneau, Alaska, and many other places along the coast. Um, and so, you know, the big conversation is CO2 emissions getting into the atmosphere, et cetera. Yeah, it's so, I mean, it's, it's part of the conversation in Alaska. Not that I'm absolutely deep into it, but uh, you can't live here and not be a part of it. I heard also Discovery Channel is a I big love littering there. too, though. That's the thing. That's where my these two worlds collide. Like, I just love littering. There's something like, American and free about it. What kind of litter are you into? Mostly like cigarette butts and okay. coffee cups. And, um, you know, I'll throw a McDonald's Happy Meal out the window when the kid's done with it. Like, that almost fun, like a, fun a country stuff. song. Cigarette, <laughs> coffee cups, cigarette butts, throw McDonald's out the window. Coming on yeah. down to Juno. They're biodegradable. They're biodegradable. They're, nothing makes me happier than seeing a grizzly with a Happy Meal box in its mouth just hanging off its fangs. Did you know that Juno impervious to litter? Johnny, I have a t-shirt that says, uh, do you know what I'm saying? Do you know? I, I, I got to send you a t-shirt. I, <laughs> I, I want a, a, a Juno Alaska t-shirt. A lot of great puns you can make with Juno. I want to see these goddamn orcas, man. Yeah, well. That's got to uh, get your skin like tingly, right? When you see something that big. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, well, there's what about eight or nine of them. So they were God. just uh, yeah diving in and out of the water. You can see them from a distance, and then these suckers got crafty. There was a bunch of us waiting under the bridge to watch them, and it would have been the best perspective. And then all of a sudden, they just surface. They must have taken a big gulp of air. I don't know how God. these things breathe with their lungs, <laughs> but uh, they they just kind of submerged and came out the other side. Where how we close are they but, to yeah. you? Um, do 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 one two three four maybe like five football fields. It's not, not that, even maybe four. That's pretty close. Yeah, width-wise, not length. Oh, okay. In yeah, it's case, a bad analogy uh, to make. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we do width up here. Yeah. We do. Alaska width. does width. Yeah. So the glaciers receded probably twenty-five uh, football widths in, in the, the last past year? ten years. Ten years. That's so fast. Well, I again, I'm, that's not true. Um, mm -hmm. It has receded, but don't don't asterisk. This may be true. We don't yes. know what they're using to measure. They could have been using a football length, could be using a football width. We don't know what these scientists are doing. Johnny, there are supervised. Every day I see seventy-five eagles. Are you serious? Yes, easy every day. Bald eagles. Eagle. <clears throat> uh, yes, yeah. I mean, I don't shout that to the world. Um, you know, it's not their fault. I saw one the other day. You did, yeah. In yeah. Uh, an old mini. Oh no, I saw a picture that you put out of vultures. <laughs> Of the turkeys. 
Oh, those were turkeys. turkeys oh, okay. Yeah. Turkeys. Were they turkey vultures? They were not, actually. There's actually a lot of people arguing in the comments about that. Like, going oh. to town, actually arguing with each other. I just let them be. Those are yeah. wild turkeys. Even though they're very similar to turkey vultures, I think they were technically just turkeys. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I just saw yeah. the image real quick and thought, oh, there's there's them California vultures, which are so rare. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, they're the definitely... California condor. Oh, the condor. California, you're right. California condor is super rare. I think it's actually coming back really slowly. Maybe that's what I was mm -hmm. thinking of. Pardon me. Maybe I was yeah. thinking of the California condor. And I yeah. thought, how the hell did Johnny get this? All right. I wonder if the California condor is even going to come back because it's been, there's like only a couple hundred of them left, I think, maybe. Yeah, not many. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I certainly hope so. Yeah, I, ho I hope they come back. Condors. I I Come hope you're back. doing your part. Yeah, it's. I mean, Condor Man was one of my favorite movies growing up. Oh, do you even yeah. know that film? I do, do you know remember that. One? I haven't seen it, I think. I, it's I hard to the find. Name. It's hard to find. It's a great one. That was, uh, yeah, the original kind of bumbling. Uh, well, maybe not the original, but it was a great kind of bumbling idiot of a. Who was detective. Condor Man? I can't even remember. I'd have to look it up. But it's a great it's, one if you can find it. It wasn't Nick Cage, was it? No, no, definitely not. Okay. Who's, who was the greatest American hero? Who's that guy? I don't know. Great okay, I, American uh, hero. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Let's check for predators. Okay. That'd be a great pause to take in every podcast. Okay, we're going to check for predators. Have you Let's thought about incorporating that into your stand-up act? Uh, I haven't, but I will. Absolutely. I'm always looking for something to say. You could do it because that would allow you to, let's say the check gets dropped because they're still doing that, right? Oh, that's true. Yeah. They're still doing Yeah, people still have to pay. But remember that there was Judah Freelander had that big campaign, I don't know how many years ago, to stop oh. them from dropping the check during the show. Right. Like, there's only a few clubs in America. I'm not much of a club comic. We all know why. Um, but I do know that there's some clubs that don't do it, like Acme doesn't do it. You pay at the end as you're leaving because they right. don't want to just have the show get distracted. But he was trying to have this big campaign, like a letter writing campaign, like a petition to get clubs to stop dropping the check during the middle of the set because it's everyone experiences that lull when you're like, oh, well, now people are, yeah, they can't pay attention because they're like, oh, do, how much, you know, that's a, you can't pay attention. Yeah, there are clubs that definitely don't drop the check anymore. I don't think mm -hmm. Rumors in Winnipeg drops the check. Um, I think they pay afterwards. And there's no question it would be helpful for sure yeah. for the performers. Uh, however, <laughs> I don't know. It's also kind of part of... You know, oh great, the checks are being dropped. Oh, so I don't know. You talk about it? Do you address it? Uh, I don't know if I do. I just kind of whatever happens, happens. But, you just uh, barely, you just steamroll. It's just part of our history. It's part of the club history, the comedy club. You can't. It's part of the know, history. Everyone's got you know. It's a rite of passage to work your way through the check drop. I don't mind it. I don't love it. Um, mm. Yeah, if they could figure it away. I know some places it must be just, you know, between. I don't know how you shut down a, an early show and prepare for the late show if you've got to charge everyone after the fact. And people must skip out on bills. And I'd imagine they'd eventually say, you know, screw this. We're just going to drop the jacks. So before these people leave, we get their money. Yeah. I don't know. I'm also, <laughs> in, I'm also in favor of a four drink minimum. Really? As opposed to yeah. two? Yeah. Wow. You're hard ass. <laughs> Whatever you want to call me, man. Whatever you want to call me, bud. Would you call yourself a veteran or a headliner? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a veteran headliner. Because remember when MySpace had the MySpace comedy? No. Well, back I mean, in the I, day, well, okay, sorry. I do remember MySpace comedy, but I don't remember 
veteran or headliner. Well, you get to you had three things you could ascribe to your name if you oh. switch your comedy pro, if you switch your MySpace profile to a MySpace comedy profile, you could switch you could have three things. You could be like alternative, black, um, urban, um, headliner. Uh, you could have these different categories of your comedy. Now, did you did you have a MySpace comedy account? Oh yeah. And what did you choose? I definitely didn't. I don't know what I picked. I think I probably picked alternative. Oh really? For sure. So you you went pretty close to home, or what you felt like, what category you fell into? I thought you might go because I feel like alternative would probably go somewhere like somewhere where uh, they're definitely not represented. Yeah, I would. De- I probably. I definitely probably did that. Yeah. I, I probably said, you know, what? I don't really remember. I probably changed it multiple times, you know, because right. there's nothing else to do. But I remember one of the categories being headliner, and how funny I thought that was. And still to this day, I think there's a lot of, to me, I cringe when I see a guy go like, are you guys ready for your headliner? It's like this thing where it's like mm-hmm. trade speak for the people who are coming to see a show. Yeah. Are you ready for your feature act? <laughs> it like, does. Yeah, it Ugh. does. It does drill into the minds of the public that this is how the show works. And this is, yeah. you know, very much so in America. Yeah. Like it's so much more present in America. I feel like it's like, you know, you do your opening set mm-hmm. and then you bring on the feature act and then you bring on the headliner and there's no business in between. Like it's not a very free flowing show. I do not like that at all. I hate, I bristle against it so much because it feels like this oh, yeah. thing where, yeah, all that club stuff to me it just feels so um, outdated. Yeah, but it doesn't bother me. I know, I, I know what you mean. I'm happy to perform yeah. anywhere. Like I don't, it right. doesn't really bother me. I like that's because you're a veteran but... headliner. <laughs> yeah, um, alternative veteran. Yeah, headliner. you're an alternative veteran. That's a very rare combination, right there. Yeah, that's it a is special combination. Well, like I would have been in the like in the uh, and I'm trying to think in Canada it would have been HMV. Do you have HMV in the states? What was your music uh, place? We for had HMV CDs? for a while. You did okay. Um, Test Tower Remember. Records. Tower Records. If you went yeah. to Tower Records and went in the alternative comedy section, you'd find me right in there. Yeah. I don't know. As veteran headliner alternative. That's the category I'd fit. But uh, what I was saying is, yeah, it doesn't bother me that much, I don't think, because they're just whatever. Anything to get people's attention is not a bad thing. So you think that gets fine. people's attention, though? Well, I think structure does. I think like structure, organizing things yeah. into a structure where it's like, this is over. This is now what's happening isn't necessarily bad. Um, it's not always needed, but mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, depending on the night and the comedy and if you're going to a club, yeah, you need to let people know this is now what's happening. This is I the guess... man you paid to see. Right. But that to me is, that's what always gets me is like the, I hate that part. Yeah. Like, Oh, how do you know who I, I came for the opening band. I'm so alternative. I came for the openers. Yeah. But also, I didn't come to see spoon. I came to see the greenhorns. I'm also not you know, it's totally oblivious. Like I know when I'm in Indianapolis and the room is papered in the middle of a pandemic or the yeah. midst of, I can't say middle, it assumes I know when it's over, Ooh. but midst of a pandemic, <laughs> midst Ooh. of a pandemic and, and the room's papered. Like, here's the guy you came to see, you know him. No, they don't. Just say, here's here's John Doerr. Yeah. But that thing though, you said the room is papered. That's something I learned some, some time ago. Mm-hmm. Papering, people, if people don't know listeners, paper means they, they mm-hmm. give out tickets, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like people are just going to a comedy show because they're been comped. 
Well, yeah, like so they would have a mailing list of right. people who come out to the club regularly and mm -hmm. or, you know, anyone can join the mailing list and then they can, you know, blast out, hey, free tickets if you want to come see. And they'll usually show a couple of clips of the performer so you can see who you're coming to see if you do take them up on this wonderful offer yeah. of free tickets. Um, so it's not totally, you know, random. Uh, there are people who have been to a comedy club before and they're not, you know, oblivious to set up punch or anything like that but you've been performing so long you have to have all these fans in those places what are you talking about no what do i mean, mean? In, in canada i think i can draw a little bit based on you know the tv show i did uh, a while back but no the united states depending where i am it's not uh no the uh my uh my drawing abilities are are not good but let's if you pause. let's take a break and check for predators <laughs> <laughs> i'm the predator you are. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm your prey. Go ahead. What do you got? I, I guess I understand that because to me, because I always think that uh, if you go to a market a couple times, then people people know you because they've been to see you before. So they'll go see you again. Yeah. And there's definitely that. Mm -hmm. uh, I get a little bit of that. But I mean, you know, I was in Indianapolis for the first time, uh, you know, f three months ago, two months ago. Yeah. So you started performing again kind of <clears throat> kind of uh, not that recently. Well, okay, so two, that would have been one of my first shows back, yeah, right. Indianapolis, and that would have been God, I have to check March. How was April? it? April. Oh, it was it was okay. I mean, it's half capacity, you know. There's yeah. uh, okay, so started in my first first club back was, and if this is boring, just interrupt. But no. uh, I started back with um, not Indianapolis. Where did I start? Uh, maybe it was Indy. Oh no, Minneapolis. So Minneapolis okay. was Acme? weird. Acme, yeah, and it was half capacity, and you know strange uh plexiglass up in certain spots not on the stage mm -hmm. um and it was okay but that was my first weekend back and really just fumbling around a bit and then indianapolis was interesting but that was like the virus was a bit of a rumor there as well like there were masks <laughs> yeah to a degree but then once you got out the bars were packed and you wow, know wow that's crazy yeah and i was fully vaccinated at this point not that you know we knew much about what that meant um but yeah and then and i had a couple felt of days safe at least I did, but I'd still wear my mask, obviously, till I got right. to a place and sat mm -hmm. down. But then I went to the Indiana Grand Casino and watched the horses race for a couple of days because I had to kill time before going to Philadelphia. And that was just, fuck it, no masks, whatever. Yeah. Just hang out, which felt good because you could be on your own, sit in the sun with a, a can of Coors Light. Yes. Silver Bullet quality. Oh, and you'd Coors sit guy. Uh, well, I'm, Miller Light's preferable, but uh, they only had Coors. So um, I'd sit out there and that felt great. So for the first time, I'm doing something outside, feeling good, sun shining, watching the ponies go by, sipping a beer, loved it. And so then got to Philadelphia <laughs> and then things tightened up in Philly again. It's yeah. like only really patio dining or anyway. So that was a little bit weird, uh, but then got down to Austin and forget it. Oh, it's super it's kind of divided there, right? Because there's a lot of people who are free will and cowboys and a lot of people who are super liberal who are like, no, no, man. Like, I think, well, I think they're, de they're definitely careful compared okay. to, I'd imagine, the rest of Texas. Like, but, you know, it's, it just didn't feel like anything was closed. I think the downtown took a major hit. I think weekend nights are still busy. Mm -hmm. But uh, like there was a concert across the street outdoor concert across Jesus. the street from the creek in the cave yeah on i think it was the friday or saturday night and uh i mean it was jam packed with people so wow. i mean it depends where you go but i think the rules apply and people who really want to play it safe probably aren't going out but yeah patios open indoor dining um some distancing going on but uh yeah for the most part that was the first time it felt like oh okay 
pandemic's a rumor. So did you feel like it was more fun doing comedy again after taking such a long break? Uh, it took a while. Uh, one weekend I'm forgetting is Seattle. That's the first time I felt like, okay, this is really fun again. I love yeah. this. I feel free. I can tell jokes. I can create. I can be silly. I loved it. Like that was the first time I felt like, oh, comedy is great. But the first few shows, like distance. First few half, shows yeah. were terrible for me. But then it was like the third show. I guess it was the third show. I think it was the third show where I was like, oh my God, this is fucking out. This is incredible. It felt nice. like it felt like I hadn't felt in like five years sort of with stand up. I kind oh, yeah? of feel like there's going to be like a renaissance of sorts. I hope so. But I feel like all my predictions are off anyway. Really? I'd love that to be the case. Yeah. What were your predictions? Not predictions. I think I just deny, you know, what's going to happen. So, I mean, I feel like I've thought that way and I'm yeah. never correct when I try and predict anything. Oh, so you thought it was going to be like a renaissance, but you don't think it is? Well, it's like, you know, I remember when the pandemic kind of hit and which is bizarre. Okay. We're in a pandemic, mm -hmm. you know, uh, we saw what was happening in Spain and Italy and the UK. We know it's coming over here. It's happening. Basketball games and everything's getting canceled. We realize it's real. Um, you're we're in, in a global. We're, yeah, we're in. And now we're in a global pandemic. Work is gone. It's shut mm -hmm. down. It's like this is real. And I started to think, you know, this is going to really bring people together. We'll, we'll be harmonious. We'll realize mm -hmm. we are all connected. We are all one. This is actually going to have a beautiful outcome cut two months later and it's just denial and anger and divide. Yeah. And uh, so none of that worked out, but I really thought for a minute here, this is where human beings will come together and realize we're the, how sensitive and interconnected we all are. And <laughs> none of that happened when, when it, every, every like, like technological innovation, you know, like uh, yeah. CDs, forget it. You'll never need them. VHS. That's it done. You know, like, the internet no one wants digital music they want to hold like i'm not even joking at every point of any kind of technological fad innovation i'm like no it's never going to work and it always wow does. yeah well i'm just i'm just a fool and uh yeah but i'm a boomer you're... i'm a boomer right so i'm an old school boomer fool. you're not a boomer you're gen yeah, x i am part of me you're gen x well my mind's boomer okay you can't just say that man i'm gonna i'm gonna be hard on myself today I'm going to be really hard on myself. I'm going to be honest and open up starting I mean, right I now. know Ask boomers. Anything, I'm an open book. You're an open boomer? <laughs> I'm an open boomer book. Go. Um, you know do boomers? Do you think that crocodiles are dangerous inherently? Well, as an animal lover, and sorry about the pause there. I had to check for predators for yeah. a moment. I uh, Inherently dangerous? No, I don't think they're inherently dangerous. Great. I mean, great if answer. you give them space. Great answer, boomer. Well, what, 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 is, what is the right answer there? I don't know. I think a lot of Z, a lot of Zillennials are against Crocs and, and alligators now. Come on. Yeah, what what against that. them? What do you mean? I don't know. It's some weird thing. I, I just made that up, actually. There's nothing true a, about that. It was I a know. bad. Yeah. It was a bad one. I was shooting from the hip. It didn't work. Oh, I would have loved a real scenario, a litmus test. Yeah. That would have been great. Find out I who I am, I where I really wish. fall. Where you really fall in terms of your generation? Generational, where my mindset is, what I'm thinking. You are a Gen X, though. Right? No, I am. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm 45 years old. So yeah, that's I'd be Gen, Gen X. X. That's yeah. hardcore Gen X. Yeah, that's like fucking Soundgarden, baby. Fucking right. Give me Beastie Boys, Soundgarden, Tragically Hip. That's regional. Ooh, now we're getting regional Gen hip. X. Dude, getting... what about um, what about uh, Tragically Hip? I'm trying. What about Days of the New? Don't know Days of the New. How about Sloan? Yes. That's Is Days regional. of the New a Canadian band? I don't think they are actually. I just thought they were for a second because they seem kind of Canadian to me. Sloan's got some some really fun stuff. Oh, then I love Sloan, baby. 
Are you a uh, Thrush Hermit fan? I don't know that. Oh, I got to send you some Thrush Hermit. Then. Thrush okay. Hermit? Is it like alternative stuff? A uh, little bit, but they're kind of like, there's some Southern rock, East Coast Ooh. vibe to them. They're great. You'd love them. The Are day we hit Toronto? the coast. No, they're, they're East Coast. They're, uh, oh, okay. they're like Sloan, Halifax, Clayton nice. Park. Clayton Park is an unbelievable album. I'll just send you that one or download Thrush? it. Thrush? Once again, it. I'm going to write this down. Thrush Hermit. Thrush like Hermit. A, I believe Damn. a hermit thrush is a bird. So they're that Thrush Hermit. That is such hermit. a goddamn 90s name. Thrush oh, they're so hermit. good. What There's about a great... Matthew Sweet, Canadian, right? Yeah, Canadian. Yeah, there you go. See, I know my Canadian rock a There's little bit. a great Thrush Hermit story I read during the pandemic about how they were part of this huge festival. It might have been the Vans. I can't remember what tour it was. It wasn't Vans, but uh, it was this huge outdoor festival concert and Sloan was headlining and they were kind of celebrating Thrush Hermit and they're coming out to play this festival. And they had been listening to Steve Miller songs in the van traveling around the road. And they thought, let's just play Steve Miller covers. And the whole show, they just did Steve Miller covers. <laughs> Dude, I had a Steve Miller phase for real. It was a oh, phase sure. where I was listening to like, basically just the hits, but then yeah. I started to realize that some of those Steve Miller songs are just like the worst lyrics you've ever heard in your entire life. It's like pure, sure. pure bar music. There's nothing to it at all. Oh, but give me pure bar music. I love it. But I talk guess, about but... a sense memory. I mean, you want to yeah. smell and get back. Some, like that. Like just mentioning oh. Steve Miller, I see the, the, the album cover. I can hear the song. It takes me right back. But yeah. if you compare it to like someone like Bob Seger, I feel like there's like, there's a mm -hmm. big gulf between Steve Miller and Bob Seger in terms of, like they kind of sound the same to the layman, but when you think about it, Bob Seeker has a lot more like this more integrity like, and heart. Yeah. He's a I traveling troubadour with something to say, a storyteller. Yeah, when you hear night moves, it's different. It's different than when you it's hear man. airliner. <laughs> That's a fucking great song to listen to on repeat while you're running. Sure. That something would be a great that one. Shit. Yeah, he, man. He's, I saw Steve Miller in Ottawa at the Frank Clair Stadium back in the day where the Ottawa Rough Riders were playing. Eh? Uh, Is that like a triple A team? No, <laughs> it's a football team, CFL football, former. Oh, CFL, baby. Yeah, it used to be the Ottawa Rough Riders, and uh, they went, <laughs> take it easy. What's up, Johnny? I just love Canadian stuff, man. I really do. Okay, well, you do know there were two CFL football teams with the name Rough Riders, right? I don't know. Had, I just we had, I don't know okay. That. Let me tell you this real quick. There were okay. eight. We have eight teams in the league at the mm -hmm. time. We had eight now or not? Anyway, we had eight teams in the league. Eight. That's it. Eight, and two of them had the same name. Wow. The difference being, one of them was one word, Rough Riders, and the other one was two words, <laughs> Rough Riders. What the fuck? Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Ottawa Rough Riders, and that Ottawa, is like the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. But it's so great in a way. Oh. And in Ottawa, at Frank Clair Stadium, you had the north side stands and the south side stands. And the north side stands were kind of the more conservative. They had a roof that covered the oh. entire section. South side, not a roof on the whole section. That was the party section. And the chants would always break out, north side sucks. And so the whole south side would be north side sucks. And mm. then the north side would yell back, south side south sucks. Side so you sucks. even had a rivalry within the fans at the stadium. It was all Just pleasant. Dripping in Sleeman's. But I've never had, I've never, I've never had, I've never heard of a fan base that argues with other fans within the stadium. It's possible, wow. but so fun. Uh, how do we get on this topic though? CFL uh, Rough Riders. I brought us about here somehow. Canadian rockers. You saw Steve Miller with someone? Oh, Steve Miller band at Frank yeah. Clair Stadium. That's it. Anyway, whatever. I saw him there. It was great. I bet. Yeah. Steve Miller's oh, the kind of thing you just want to be toasted on a Miller Lite as high as you can be. That's the thing. And nothing just, wrong with that. 
No, nothing wrong with yeah, all. Give me 30 good... Miller Lights and uh, sure, a head yeah. full of mushrooms and uh, hey everybody, how you living? I've had a day. It's the best. Go on, hit the money around. I'm a midnight toker. Oh my god. I want those to be my last words driving off a cliff. You're a midnight toker. I'm a midnight toker. <laughs> Have you thought about how you're gonna die? um have i thought about how i'm gonna die like genuinely yeah. like oh i'll probably die this way or how i would like to go out in a blaze of glory if i had to go both okay um this is dark yeah we're getting in some dark territory Dark's here good. you know you're, that you're you a dark guy though am i i think that there's one of your jokes i saw you oh, do no. it's still one of my favorite jokes of all time when you were hosting that show the taping uh this the canadian television just for juice per uh, rear just for laughs yeah where you um, made someone from the audience draw a picture and oh, yeah. you were like, oh, you just drew a picture of Muhammad and you had ushered them out of the building. And I was like, I think I was just fucking dead. It was, it was the, it was the funniest thing I've ever seen that also I had no idea where it was going. I was totally oh, caught sure. off guard. And I was like, holy fucking shit. This is absolutely one of the best jokes I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh, thanks man. But that's super dark. That's high praise from Johnny Pemberton. Well, is it? I it's mean, it's dark, man. It's dark in like a cool why? way. Because yeah, it's but, like, okay, but so, so to put this in context, so people, I, I want listeners to know, like it, the idea was bring. This is also in a time when this Charlie Hebdo and, era. Yeah, it was Charlie yeah. Hebdo era, and so this was, you know, I'd bring people on stage and offer them money to connect the dots and guess what they drew. So they'd connect the dots, <laughs> guess what they drew, and then I'd lift up the piece of paper at the bottom that revealed it, and so we would slowly walk through and ultimately uh -huh. get to someone. And the way this picture was arranged, it looked like a snow angel, yeah. and they'd always guess angel or snow angel. That was the fun too. No yeah. one ever guessed anything other than angel or Why snow angel. Why would you? I guess, but yeah. they, who knows? You never know with some people. Um, and then so it would become, oh no, look what you've done. So the goal was always get someone else to do it, not me. Put the blame on them. Because how, anyway. So that was the way that went. Um, maybe that doesn't even make it better. Who knows? But yeah, it was Charlie Hebdo era of, you know, freedom of speech. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, this is a way to get away with this. Yeah. Yeah. But that's a, such an important thing. That's dark thing. to you, huh? Maybe. It's dark in a way that's perfectly dark it's not dark like mm -hmm. like sinister or scary it's right. dark like this thing where you're making it's like the essence of dark comedies you're making fun of something that you can't make fun of but you did it in a way that's actually funny wow. and it's also commentary at the same time which i think is extremely right. difficult but i think it takes someone your brain has to be in a certain space to do that wow you know what i mean yeah. you have to like kind of live and you have to have like a foot in the in the darkness a bit which i think you have yeah, no, fair enough. How did this all start? Because we're talking about how you would die. <laughs> how do you think you're going to die? Pro probably how you want to die or how you think you're actually going to die? Some predator sneaking up on me when I wasn't listening or checking Oof. for predators. Uh, how do, okay, think I'm going to die? I don't know how I think I'm going to die. I mean, I hope I don't die like some long, you know, you know, riddled with cancer, bout yeah. fight in the hospital. That would be the absolute worst. Or, that sucks. Uh, drowning's a weird one, but Oof, at the same time... One. It's a bad one, but uh, you're probably going to be by yourself, hopefully. Um, I don't know. I've thought about that one before, and that's a weird one. You know how to swim, uh, though, right? I do. Okay. But that means nothing when you're uh, fighting the ocean, and it's right. current. And, uh, yeah, that's, that's a nasty one. Yeah. Like, if you watch a show where someone's car goes into a quarry or a ravine, and they can't get out, and they're trapped, and, like, yeah. that's got to be – yeah, I empathize with that. That's, mm -hmm. the, that. that's a struggle. That's a fight.
the panic the panic uh but yeah i don't know i guess i would love to go i mean if i knew I, okay how about this let's back it up if i knew i was gonna go like if the rest of my life it's like this is terminal you're going there's no other way around it yeah um and i like to think this but obviously this is not what i would do but i'd like to think that if i knew for sure it's just going to be pain and suffering and if i knew i could leave money to loved ones and there were no consequences and i could just remove myself from the situation it would be a shit ton of morphine Ooh. and then right off a cliff and so i'd leave you would, you get injected as you're diving off i'd be in of? a car i'd be in okay. a car yeah i'd want to go out listening to steve miller with a head full of morphine no feeling whatsoever and just impact and i'd leave somehow leave money uh for the cleanup crew <laughs> i'd be very responsible about right? it yeah so you'd have like an eco-friendly car a car made of like sticks and leaves so no way just, no no i would take it would be it would be a massive cleanup but i'd want to get rid of one of these these uh, gas guzzling diesel monsters along the way get one of them off the road got it that's yeah. a good one yeah johnny back at you now it's your turn um i used to you're, say you're like i wouldn't answer this question <laughs> oh i don't answer this question i ask people <laughs> and then they ask me and i think oh I, I don't have to i don't want to it's too dark i don't know i thought about it a bunch i think the ideal way to go probably most ideal risk real, realistically i'll probably die of heart failure when i'm an older person okay that's probably how i will die are you a I healthy think. guy relatively speaking i'm not that healthy but i don't i'm not technically that healthy but i kind of feel like uh, i'm not going anywhere just because i got was, a lot of stuff i gotta take care of still do you drink i, kind of, I drink but not i've paired back significantly in the past few months because i have to for my my bowel my personal bowel health which i have oh. issues with yeah so i'm not super healthy but at the same time i also feel like i don't know i like uh i'm kind of a fighter i guess you could say kind of a yeah. fighter like i feel like i don't same way i don't want to get i refuse to get corona i refuse to I would refuse to get some sort of illness that would that would kill me kind of thing. Right. Okay. So, and how do you actively so with corona you know what to do, but to refuse right. to get some sort of illness. So you, you you live your life a certain way, which, you know, puts you in a better I feel like it's positivity. Okay. And also eating eating uh fresh certain fresh plants. I feel like there you go. I ate some pea shoots this morning from the garden and when I eat them I think like this is fucking I'm like eating like like absolute power. Yeah. I love plants thing too. Like fucking... I, I I had a cigarette this morning, so that was good too. I had some yeah, plant based. That's plant like a plant based medicine. breakfast. I have a plant plant based breakfast. It's it's farm it's farmed a package too. Oh, that's another joke you have that I think is one of the best jokes of all time. The jokes about um, is this just non smoking or smoking hotels? It's non smoking. There's a cleanup fee. It's like, can I pay it now to smoke in the room? <laughs> I don't. Did I phrase it like that? You you've probably phrased it a thousand times better, but the idea of paying the cleanup right. fee in advance because you're going to smoke in the room and they'd be like, you can't do that. It's like, well, why not? Because there's really no reason why you shouldn't be able to do that. Because if you're gonna, right? I think you know? no. I think I used to say there wasn't a. It's not a cleaning. No, it would. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How would that? It's not be a cleaning free? fee. It's a smoking fee. No, it's like an option on a menu. Yeah. It's like I'll take the smoking room. Oh, we don't have smoking rooms. Oh, it says right here, two hundred fifty dollars to smoke in a room. I'll have that room. <laughs> Something like that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah. I imagine many comedians had that joke. But like, I don't well, think smoking, so. Com smoking comedians anyway. Yeah. I never heard it. I never heard it. But I, Well, you know. if you've ever, and I would never do this now, trust me, but like, I don't know, six or seven years ago, if I was in a hotel mm -hmm. and there was a fee, I mean, look at 
Here's what's going to happen. Hold on. I got this. I got this kid coming in here. Emma, I'm almost done. What's going on? Yeah, we're almost done. You want to give me a hug? Okay. Hug. I think Emma should also say, Emma should tell me your uh, credits and stuff where people can see you. Oh, okay. Emma, put this Emma, on. Emma, can you tell, real quick, okay? does she know? Does she John know your Pemberton. dates? Hmm? Did, Emma, do you know John's tour, tour dates coming up? Yeah. Can you okay, can you I'm ask John what this. his tour dates so, are, I'm please? To tell, tell Johnny this. Ready? Listen to me. Listen to me. Say, John will be in Milwaukee. Say that. John will be in Milwaukee. July 30th and 31st. Say it. July 30th and 31st. Say it. Mm. Say it right now. It's cute when a kid says it. People will come out. Say it right now. Emma, you July have to say it. You have to say it. July 30th and 31st. Say it. July 30th. 30th. And 31st. Oh my God. Gotta work on you. We have got a lot of work to do. Pretty good. Pretty good. Johnny, People I will... apologize. No, she she should be doing better. I can do it again. Okay, okay she's got it. it. See? It right now. See? No, I want to hear him. You want to hear him? She wants to orientate herself. Once Emma, Johnny, go ahead. Once Johnny Pemberton starts talking, the kids want to listen. I get it. He's the voice Emma? of the younger generation. He's no bo he's no boomer. Go. Tell us tell us the dates, Emma. Me. Milwaukee. What date's Milwaukee? July. Hey, we need this is a professional podcast. Will you please answer his question? <laughs> Listen. You answer them, then I say. Okay, say John will be in Milwaukee. John will be in Milwaukee. July 30th and 31st. July 30th. And 31st. Yeah. Okay. John will be in San Diego. John will be in San Diego. At the at, at the courtyard. At the courtyard. Okay. Yeah. June 25th. June 25th. Yeah, good enough. And then say, John, say, go to at TV's John Door. At TV, at John's TV show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, John. Thanks, Emma. Thanks, John. I will keep Johnny. answering questions. Okay, we got to go. Thanks, okay. Johnny. Okay, man, it was great seeing you. Yeah, dude, you too. I'd love to catch up. I will keep answering your questions. Even, <laughs> out, even outside of uh, the podcast, I'd yes. love to catch up.